Today's big question is, will you come to Wisdom's table? I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode 73 as we take a look at Proverbs 9, 1 through 6. We're going to read it, and we're going to talk about the language and the meaning, and then we're going to connect it to our everyday life by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get to all of that, let's open in prayer. Father, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to do this, both that your word is available to me and that we can do this with all the streaming technology and amazing things at our fingertips these days. Nothing more amazing, though, than your word. And I ask, Spirit, that you would open it to us, that you would teach us what each one of us needs to hear. Let us come away not only with more knowledge, more head knowledge, but deeper heart knowledge and enough to change our behavior. Guide everything I do and say that it would be honoring to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Proverbs 9, 1 through 6. Wisdom has built her house. She has carved out her seven pillars. She's prepared her meat. She has mixed her wine, and she has also set her table. She has sent out her female servants. She calls out from the highest points of the city. Whoever is inexperienced, enter here. To the one who lacks sense, she says, come eat my bread and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave inexperience behind and you will live. Pursue the way of understanding. We begin the final chapter of this first major section of Proverbs today. And when we finish this chapter at the end of next week, we will close out what we're calling season one of this broadcast. And then we're going to take an indefinite break. Chapter nine is the last poem. And the focus is on the difference between wisdom and foolishness. We have today part of an invitation to the wise. And we'll see later, and I think it's next week, we'll see an invitation to the foolish as well. We have wisdom personified here again, and the image being drawn this time for us is a noble woman's invitation to a feast. The seven pillars could indicate several things. Some say that it's an indication of the number of perfection. So it's a large house. That means it's durable and perfect, strong, because seven is the number of perfection. Seven may also indicate that wisdom produces a perfect world, consistent with wisdom being part of creation that we saw in eight, chapter eight, verses 22 through 36. Regardless, what wisdom has to offer is marvelous. We see that in verses two and three. She's created a banquet of amazing things. She's prepared. This is not a last minute thrown together soiree. Now, I am in the midst of planning a very small, very simple wedding. There are a zillion details to consider. It is a lot of work. Wisdom has built the whole house, prepared the food and drink, sent out her servants, and she is calling out an invitation now. There has been significant effort made, significant investment in this offer, and it's ready. This amazing feast, this wonderful banquet is available to the public, to everyone, with one exception that we will cover later in this chapter. But she's calling out from the highest points in the city so everyone can see and hear her. 
Do you remember back in all the way in Proverbs 121, we had a similar situation. Proverbs 121 says, she cries out above the commotion. She speaks at the entrance of the city gates. Wisdom makes her invitation publicly and loudly. It's available to all. If you are young, if you are inexperienced, if you don't have any wisdom of your own, and that really should include all of us, if you have made mistakes in your past, her invitation is come in here, enter here, it says in verse 9-4. Literally turn in, leave the path that you are on and take another path. A life of wisdom requires change, turning away from a life of sin or foolishness, turning toward Jesus. Now, turning toward Jesus is the definition of repentance, right? Turning away from your sin and turning toward Jesus. She wants us to leave our foolishness behind. The invitation in verse 6 is to leave your simple ways and begin to live. Chapter 9 sets up an image for us of two houses and presents us with a choice. We don't really have an option of traveling past those two houses. We're going to go into one of them. These are the only two options. And the one we see today is beautiful, a strong house full of warmth and welcome with not just enough to eat, but a feast of all good things. And you are welcome here. No matter what your past, no matter what your circumstances, you are truly welcome. You don't have to be anyone in particular. You're not crashing a party. You are invited. When you think of a noble woman having a feast, the guests that she usually invites are other nobles, others of the same status or station. This beautiful feast and all the prizes of wisdom are yours to enjoy as an invited guest. Let's ask ourselves some questions. Do you see yourself as an invited guest at the banquet of wisdom? Or do you feel as if you're disqualified for some reason? Let's examine the metaphor a bit. Imagine a banquet with all the things that you'd love to eat. What kind of foods are they? Wisdom's table holds meat and wine and bread as representations of all that wisdom has to offer. We'll look at the house that Folly invites you to later. But for now, the things that you imagine on an ideal banquet table, what are they? Food that will bring lasting health and joy or momentary pleasure? Does your answer reflect in any way your relationship with wisdom? And folly. Today's big question is, will you come to wisdom's table? If you want a place to see those questions, that last one was pretty long-winded. If you want to take a look at them, have a place to write them down, each Sunday evening we send a set of free journal pages out by email. If you want to be on the list to receive those, go to getwisdom.link backslash email. And I'll be happy to send those out on Sunday nights. As for me, when I wrote these questions, I was really struck by the metaphor of the food. Now, maybe that's because I've been eating pretty strictly right now. But when I think of a banquet table, I think of rich foods, sweets, desserts, sauces, complicated dishes, not healthy, <laughs> definitely not healthy. And there's nothing wrong with healthy food. I actually like healthy food. But when I think of a banquet and someone inviting me over for a feast, I don't think of an extravaganza of veggies. Now, here's why that strikes me. When I think of a desirable feast, I don't think of the things that are healthy for me. Wisdom's life is one of health and happiness. We all want that. But maybe we don't choose to come into her table as often as we should because her feast isn't what we really desire to feast on. I will never be truly sorry for eating food that's good for me. What I eat 
is what my body has available to create cells to literally make me. Where I feast, metaphorically, is the fuel to build a good life. I think there's often a disconnect between what we think we desire and what a true feast really is. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Thank you so much for joining me on this teaching. If you're watching the broadcast on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page, benefiting from what you're learning, I would love it if you would invite a friend and join us again on Friday. Now, note, if you are a live broadcast watcher, we are shifting times Thursday and Friday. For the next two days, we'll be going early. We'll be at 8.30 instead of 10. So 8.30 Central Time back here on Friday for Proverbs. If you're a podcast listener, you can listen anytime. So subscribe to the show, share it with a friend. Let's close in prayer. Father, we appreciate your offer of wisdom, this banquet that is available to us. And we want you to increase our desire for the healthy things on that table, the healthy, beautiful things that you offer us. But we don't want them just for our own benefit. We want them so that we can know you and love you to the fullest so that we can love others from that overflow, and so that we can live a life that honors you and glorifies you. So bring us that kind of wisdom. Give us the kind of wisdom that changes our hearts so that we look more and more like Christ each day. In Jesus' name, amen.